and welcome to another episode of Valley Vibes, where we bring you entertaining conversations that enrich, educate, and inform about life in the Farmington Valley and beyond. I am your host, Dan Callahan from Acadia Action Coach, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. You want to introduce yourself? Yep. Adam Horelic, loan officer with Norcom Mortgage. Awesome. And we're we're really excited today. Our guests are Yvonne and Lauren Gardner from Focus Center for Autism. Welcome, Lauren and Yvonne. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. So I had a, had the pleasure of connecting with the two of you earlier this week. Um, and excited just bring you in today as kind of with, with your expertise around autism, because I really think it's an important topic for us to all have a better understanding of, and it's something that a lot of families are challenged with. So excited to have you on today and was kind of hoping, hoping, I guess, just start and get an understanding of, you know, what, what is the biggest, what's the biggest challenge that you see kind of with parents nowadays? Um, So obviously when you have a child with autism, I think it's clear to, uh, first thing to get off the bat is like people with autism, they have their own unique set of challenges and their own unique set of strengths. So when you're, when you're a parent with a child with autism, it can become very difficult to find proper services that, you know, fit, fit for your child. So a lot of our kids that we see, the population that we serve within the autism spectrum, they struggle primarily with anxiety. They have um, needs to improve their social skills. And a lot of them struggle with depression, as well as maybe some obsessive compulsive behaviors. We call it the salt and pepper effects, you know, with kids saying mm-hmm. some have a little of this, some have a little of that. Mm-hmm. So right. um, every child or adult is mm-hmm. indivi- you know individual in their um in their needs in their needs in their needs and i think with covid now it's been really a struggle obviously we see that across the board for people that are considered neurotypical their anxiety and depression has never been higher we're seeing a mental health crisis mm. all over the world so for parents, I think it's really challenging to find services that fit the needs of their kids. And, you know, it can be really isolating. I think COVID isolated us all. And when you're on the spectrum, you're often misunderstood and you're isolated to begin with. With our kids, we've had kids come through our doors and they're 12 years old and they've never had a friend their entire life. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's that's very heartbreaking. Right, right. But what we do that's really special is that we offer this environment where we meet the kids where they're at and we're not trying to change who they are. We're kind of forming a relationship with them, seeing what are their strengths? How can we build upon those? And offer them, offering them a safe environment and trust. I think with these kids, they really have a lack of trust in their peers and adults and teachers because they're just simply not understood. So we have like a very open approach and clinical approach. So, and it's a it's, unique, yeah, uh, unique um, place where the kids feel that they are accepted for mm-hmm. who they are. And that's when you start to build on the relationship piece that where you're, they start to say, uh, not feeling so um, quirky or different. Right. Um, mm-hmm. We don't correct those behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, if there's something that's in, inappropriate or we'll try to guide them, you know, to rethink or re-say it or how they approach things. Yep. 
So some, let's say, a parent that is concerned about whether, you know, they see something off, you know, different with their child. Would they be coming to the center to talk about it? Or the first source is like, let's go talk to our pediatrician and then work it that way before they get referred to? Yeah. So I think a lot of parents will go and seek their pediatrician's advice, which is definitely recommended. But, you know, we've also heard parents say like, all my pediatrician said, don't worry about it or like wait until they get a little older. But if you as a parent have a gut feeling something's Mm. off, I think especially the younger the child is, it's only going to help if you get services sooner. So if you have a feeling as a parent, you know, "Ah, like something doesn't seem quite right, like maybe they could work on this or maybe they need to further develop like speech skills or maybe occupational skills. So like the way their body is moving, the way they're interacting with other people, maybe they can't like write a pencil, write with a pencil so well um, that you can get evaluations and you can ask your pediatrician to get referrals for evaluations. You could even call us. We have resources, um, the Autism Resources Center of Connecticut. That's an incredible resource. You can go online and you can just see who offers what. And there's actually a lot of free speech and occupational therapy evaluations out there. Mm. Um, because it, when you're young, especially before the age of five, your brain is really um, neuroplastic, which means you can you can really work on skills and your brain will really grasp onto it. And it's really important to kind of catch things early. But if you don't, there's plenty of other services too. Right. It's just about following your gut intuition and being an advocate for your child because yeah. as a parent, um, it's your your child's biggest advocate. Right. And also school systems mm-hmm. can also be a huge um, asset as well, recognizing that the student is not, you know, fitting in or 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 struggling uh, mm-hmm. with academic right. piece. Mm-hmm. And and we see it more so when they're adolescents, right? Yeah. They when that's the time when kids really pick their groups or their peers in the sense of, well, that kid looks weird or he doesn't, you know, he's acting mm-hmm. strange. Different. Yeah. Um so, you know, and and that aspect, you know, with with what focus sees is that these kids that come to focus, the schools have also advocated for kids to be outplaced. Um, That's actually my next question. Do schools outplace to you guys? Yes. And then you work and create specific programs for their their need. So um, the cool thing about focus is that we are trying to create a continuum of care for people with autism. While we don't really deal with um, like the early stages of development, we really specialize in ages 11 through adulthood. So what we're doing right now is we have um, one of our programs is our special education program. It's approved by the state of Connecticut for ages 11 through 21. So what we do there is districts around the state of Connecticut can outplace their students to us. And our goal is to provide them the tools that they need to be able to return to public school or graduate. Um, which is excellent. That's a really great program. It's clinically based. Uh, We focus on the behavioral needs and the emotional needs, the social needs before the academic needs, because that comes Mm -hmm. now, that comes secondary. You know, you're you're not really going to get much done if you can't function, like you're uncomfortable in your own skin. Yeah. So 
that's what we focus on there. Um, we're also trying to further develop adult services because in the state of Connecticut, after you get your a diploma, your high school diploma, you lose all special education services or once you turn 22, it's done. And there's absolutely no funding through the state. Um, if your IQ is above 70 and you have autism, you're on your own. Uh, that's And that's called um, the services cliff that's happening all throughout the country. Parents are in crisis because they can't access services because services aren't funded to provide for adults with autism. And um, I'm these, guessing it's expensive if you want to yeah, do it on your own. Right. It's going to be right. you know, yep. an insurance. How, how does insurance? I don't think they cover they that don't. either. They so, do not. Right. Yeah. It's it's really a scary thing because a lot of these guys are so capable, but you know they might have social skills that they might not fit in appropriately at a certain workplace or right. in the community. So they're isolated. Like they just need a little bit of support. You yeah, know, it's like if, what everyone sees as normal, even though they're you know their normal's a little different. Right. And right. you know then it. I don't say you get like pushed out and shunned out of that that group, and what do you do? You could do the job perfectly fine, but you might have to have it tailored, I guess, right. a little more specific. Like if there's loud noise, well, you can't work in loud noise, but you could do the job, you know? Absolutely and right. So you might tailor that environment to them. Yeah, and some of these guys, they just need that like simple supports and even social supports. These guys are really socially isolated. You know, the life outcomes for adults with autism are extremely poor. They're at higher risk for suicide. They're at higher risk for um, mental health, other mental health issues, higher risk than any of their other neurodivergent peers because there's simply nothing out there for them. So what we're trying to do is make services for them. Um, but because of lack of funding, it's we're doing the best that we can with what we have. So what we are doing right now is offering like a lot of social skills groups. We are trying to create some more vocational opportunities. So getting them those career skills, getting them into the community, whether that's volunteering or some smaller jobs. Which is also part of the school piece, mm -hmm. it, once, um, which Focus is doing as well as a transition program for, mm -hmm. um, which Lauren is touching on um, for the, the students that are still, but uh, with us yeah. that we're getting into the community. So we have um, job placements with them, mm -hmm. which it's been a huge success with community, um, you know, what their interests are, um, be a, if it's, you know. And just to clarify, our transition program is for our, our Fresh Start students right. who are outplaced by their districts or um, privately placed by their parents or guardians with us. And because of the services cliff, we see like, oh my gosh, these guys, they're going to have nothing once they turn 22 or get their diploma. So let's try and get them out in the community. Let's get them jobs. Let's expose them to different experiences. Give them some kind of life skills that they right. can then use. Riding to, the bus. Yeah. Like we took them. We take them to like Connecticut fast track. Like some of them might not be able to drive because of their anxiety and they're too right. anxious to drive. So how are you going to get transportation? All right, let's utilize the Connecticut fast track. Let's practice that. We have awesome... Field placements, for example, we're at Flapred. The kids are in the kitchen. They're learning like prep skills, kitchen right. skills. Cleaning. But then they're also learning like how do you work in a the service industry? I think that's yeah. an right. excellent. And you, know, you have so many people around. Right? So now yeah. that also helps reinforce what they're learning through the yeah. school right. Right? Mm -hmm. in real life yeah. sort of yeah. living. And yeah. if anyone's worked yeah. in a restaurant, you know like 
that's that's how you, you learn millions of lessons in the restaurant industry. So for sure. And we also have with Larson's, you know, Garden Center. Garden, Garden Center. So yeah. we've we've are branching out with these um students to help them become mem- right. productive members. Now, if someone wanted, let's say there's an employer that has you know, a need and they're willing to help support that. Is that there a way for them to reach out to someone and say, hey, we could try to, you know, build oh, yeah. build oh, yeah. a network between Absolutely. us and focus and try to get, you know, some of the the kids, adults, young adults in here to yeah. work. Oh, we definitely we are always open to create new relationships. And honestly, it's kind of funny looking at it from this micro level of focus. We always say it's all about relationships. The relationships start with the kids. And then our community relationships are really what help us thrive mm-hmm. because once Supports. these kids move past, move on, they, they're connected within this greater community. And, you know, it's this really nice symbiotic relationship. So even like some of the kids that come through our doors who are looking for job placements, they have a special interest. We can make it happen. For right. example, we had one kid who was really passionate about theater like that was his life we got him an internship or job placement at a local opera house i think or it was like, like a I think it was the warner theater, warner yeah, theater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so you know we we make things work for these guys and it but we can't make it work without the community relationships so right. those are really important to us yeah. yeah what i really what i loved about your just your approach was just understanding what each kid's capacity is, right? Really, so that you can get clear on it, they can get clear on it, and then giving them the best opportunity to thrive within that capacity. Right. Yeah. Yep. And it's and at first when they come, they, you know, it's like anything or anything new. It's all, you know, they're very um, anxious about how we will treat them. Mm-hmm. So they may take a, a year, trauma. you know, before they become who they really are. Yep. And we've seen that with a few, yeah, a few, uh, several clients that they were really quiet for a year mm-hmm. and then just blossomed. Right. They settle in. It becomes and it was okay. Like, wow. Yeah. This is, Safe space. Yeah. And, yeah. A lot yeah. of our kids experience a lot of trauma from their school districts and from this, their educational experiences. So it, it takes time to get over that. Um, but we're, we're here for them. And now you said the age range from like, so it's 11, which would be right around middle school, right? Correct. And then it goes through high school. Yep. After they graduate, what happens? You're saying, you know, at 22, they're done with the program or how does that, like, do they transition to something else? Cause this is not residential. We do have three residential facilities, Mm -hmm. but um, one is through DCF, one is through DEMIS, and um, those are are therapeutic residential um, programs. And then we have an, we just opened an independent living for um, adults who aged out of our young adult residential program. So they're living on their own. Um, But this is very new. This is just happened this year. Yeah. We're seeing how it goes. Uh, but this isn't, you know, that's a big need too. So when you see there's an end and, you know, it's not like all of a sudden the client, the patient is fine after 22. Okay. Now you're good yeah. to go. Right. Yeah. It, it didn't miraculously just fix right. itself. You know, right. they still need yeah. that support, right. yeah. which is crazy to think that we don't have 
I guess, better programs, just right. state, country, however you put it, that support, you know, people that have these needs. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you're just sort of left to like, all right, well, now figure it out. You know, we helped you if you even made it into a program like yours, because there's plenty of kids that don't make it into a program and or they find out i'm sure wait you know much later obviously the earlier you catch anything right and the that's better all, yeah but that's so, also true that some kids or or adults don't realize it till later in life or parent you know recognize it ah, i think i i am on the spectrum you know yeah. kind of this is why i haven't fit in or felt quirky or right. um, something different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's also so true. Um, but we are, like Lauren was saying, is that we are developing a big adult support services support mm -hmm. services yeah. program, which is really um, it's a so lot. So they do daily check ins on Zoom because some of our guys can't drive or don't drive. So every day we have a staff member that hops on Zoom and just says, how are you guys doing? It's just simple things like that. Then they get together in person, they go for walks, they do, you know, these are all, obviously we would like to expand, but because of this severe lack of funding, this is something within our realm that we can address. Sure. And right. we're, we're hoping that, you know, it, it's going to have to come down through like policy at like, uh, you know, federal or state level. Yeah. Um, Connecticut's a really weird state because if your IQ is below 70, which um, most states don't do this, but Connecticut does, if your IQ is below 70, you can get services through adulthood. But for our guys, you know, they're not they, below no, that. They're, they're not. above. Yeah. So now you don't fit the, right. the mold yeah. of what the state the says. Right. But yet you need services. But the fact that, so once they age out, they still have that connection to focus. So if they need oh, help, gosh. they could call like, hey, what do I do with, right. you know, Absolutely. this <laughs> situation, even though they're not receiving direct services, you're there for that, you know, ongoing support, which at least that's available, right? And I think- Well, and that, that's the fine thing. We call it the Hotel California. Yeah. And that goes for employees as well as, uh, as students and clients that they always will check in. Now, Donna Swanson, uh, who's the executive director and owner of, um, or founder, I should say, of Focus, mm -hmm. and her husband, Fred Evans, they have made it that it's their, Focus is their baby, their, their family. So right. they are so- these mm. people walk through their doors, so to speak. They stay connected, especially to Donna, because yeah. she says, I hear from people from 30 years ago or, mm. you know. And I think what just sorry to interrupt you, but like what makes the difference is that we really create these really unique relationships like this is it's it's really mission driven. Donna and Fred have, you know, these residential guys who they're away from their families for whatever reason, you know, they'll have them over for Easter, the Christmas. Christmas in their Who own does home. It's like an extended yeah. it's not just yeah. a school. It's not a program. It's more of I mean it's a family community yeah. from yes. what you're saying. You know, it's yeah, let's stay connected and keep supporting as long as we can and provide the services as long as we can. How long is the focus? When was it started? 2000. So we're in our 22nd year. We actually call it the focus family. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because that's really what it feels like. And I think we, you know, I think in our culture, we're kind of like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like you got this, you can figure it out on your own. But really in reality, we all need each other. Yes. Right. And like anybody does, but especially these guys. And that's why we really focus on relationships. 
Right. And that, strength building. And in regards to that, with how um, Don and Fred have set up focus and being a family kind of setting, is that we have staff that have been staff for 10 plus years and talking in residential homes. So these are group homes. You hear staff right. turnover. Turnover, mm-hmm. turnover. No. So the two programs that we have that are DCF funded and DEMIS funded, and as well as Fresh Start School, we have had staff, again, like I said, 10 plus years at probably we have over, we have 60 employees. So I would say uh, probably 25 employees have been there 10 plus years. I've been here since 2009. She started, I was bringing her at a very young age and <laughs> yeah. she got hooked into focus yeah. and, and has That's not awesome. left and myself. For well, obviously years. they're doing something right if yeah. people are staying. Yeah. Right? yeah. And yeah. The, well, it's, you know, it's a challenging job. I mean, it's not easy and it takes a certain type of individual to even want to work and help in that type of environment. Right. But at the same time, I'm sure the, the burnout can very easily get to you. So obviously here, because people are staying long, that's right. that's awesome. Right. Plus, you you build that connection with the patients. I and mean, if you have someone that comes in at eleven, right, and they're there th- for eleven years yeah. through twenty two, oh, yeah. you get to know them yes. very well, oh, yeah. right? And they we know you; they idea. feel comfortable. Oh yeah. And so you know, I, I think it's amazing that they get that type of service and the help with the academic side. I was curious. So obviously you're working on life skills and working on their, you know, whether it's their anxiety and other needs, right? But the academic piece, does the school also work on the academic side of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So all of our students have IEPs, which are otherwise known as individual education plans. So we're following those set by the district through the um, PPTs. And we're also, we have students taking the SATs, like, students yeah, we have all regular yeah. academics math right. yep art right. and then are, are there kids that they start with you and then they go back oh, to yeah. their yeah whatever grade yeah. school yeah. that they absolutely you know, after yeah. some time oh my gosh we just had a beautiful heartwarming story um come through from one of our students he was he came to us really young um he was really in his own world really primarily communicated through quotes from like Sesame Street, Disney Channel. That was really the only way he verbally communicated with us. Um, He went on, he really developed and he said, I want to go back to high school. I want to go to like a big public school. He did. And he went to prom and he had like the time of his life. And his mom wrote this beautiful testimony. I read that on social. Yeah. 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 Amazing. It's, amazing so and we've just had another student another mom wrote to us oh uh, my son just went to prom too you saved our lives yeah wow. so yeah that's and that's incredible we, yeah when you hear stuff like that that's what obviously makes it so worth the the mission of focus yeah. rewarding i mean yeah. it's yeah. working yeah right? and they're yeah. getting the experiences that Initially, the parents, even the child, didn't think would ever happen, right? right? And you're I right. mean, it's really making like miracles come true for them, yeah. Because they do get something to, you know, experience with other kids that they didn't think they would. So 
Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think it's just it's such an incredible resource that you know being plugged into that type of family atmosphere. I think one of, one of the challenges I would imagine is you know parents not necessarily taking that first step and waiting longer. And as you said, the longer you wait, you know, the less. And I think as a parent too, it's you know they go through a grieving process because you yeah. have this expectation of you know what your child should be like and you know you kind of make this image in your head and when you learn something like oh my you start seeing something different with your child and the autism diagnosis comes you parents do go through grieving i think a lot of people think grieving only happens when someone passes away but grieving does happen with a diagnosis like that and that is totally normal and you're going to go through all the stages that you would if someone passed away but it's just you know your expectation your grieving expectations but I think it's important to work through that, move past that, because at the end of the day, the parent, you're the biggest advocate for your child. Yes. And, you know, just kind of readjust, reframe your expectations and, you know, you can make incredible things happen. So just to just I'm just thinking for parents out there, like what are those signs that, you know, might be subtle, but that you might, you know, you might just think, oh, well, that's just, you know, that's just them growing pains, whatever it is. What are what are those signs just so parents out there can kind of keep an eye out for that? Um, I think <laughs> it depends on the developmental stage. So like if you have a, you know, infant or toddler, just watch how they're interacting with others. You know, if their speech is delayed, it could just be a speech issue, but still go get an evaluation. Doesn't hurt. It'll only help um, if they're, you know, not making eye contact, if they're not playing with others, if they're more isolated. You know, they don't want to cuddle. Or sensory issues. Or, yeah, yes. a lot of sensory. sensory you know, if like they're like or rigid. Yeah. If you put on a piece of clothing on them and they're screaming when you mm. put it on and maybe another one that they don't take off the, the same, same outfit for forever because it's years. the only thing that right. feels good to them. Um, you know, those are all signs. Obviously, you know, a lot of like if they're really focused on special interests at certain ages and they're very like rigid, they're not flexible in their schedule or their thinking. Um, those could all be signs to look out for. And obviously looking at how they're interacting with peers too, people of, this, uh, of the same age. And then if they're in school, they should talk to, whether it's the school social work, someone there, right? Because you would think, you would hope that the school catches on to right. something yes. not being, but like you said, I think best is if you have any doubts, yes. talk to your, exactly. your pediatrician. pediatrician. I'm sure they could reach out to focus and yeah. just say, who should we call? We think there's something. Absolutely. Message yeah. us on Facebook. We're pretty responsive. We'll always, even if you're not a client of ours, we want everyone to succeed. Like we will point you in the right direction. Yep. We're here for the whole autism community. Yeah. So that's great. So I guess to that point, where where can where can people come and find you and how can they support you? So we have um, our website, focuscenterforautism.org. We have a lot of information there. You can give us a call at 860-693-8809. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're at Focus Autism. One, obviously one word. So we're there. Many different ways to reach us. That's fantastic. Yeah. All that will be in the show notes. So if people want to come find you. And I think the, there was another link in there, too, that you had some resources. Uh, yeah, that, that was the Autism share. Services. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just important questions you know about your kid get out you know find out what it is you guys are doing some amazing stuff that is just so supportive for i mean the local community but you have students from everywhere 
and patients from around the state. So it's just really sort of making a dent in that. Yeah, awareness, if you will, or honestly, like I look at our school and I'm like, if anybody would thrive in this environment, not just people with autism, like this is awesome. I wish I went to school here. So, yeah, Yeah. awesome. That's fantastic. Well, it was, I mean, it was even more incredible than our initial conversation. So I'm glad we got to continue this. I'm really glad you came on today. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So I think that'll probably do it for us for today, I think. So I think we'll, we'll sign off here. Um, I'm Dan Callahan from Katie Action Coach. Adam Herelic with Norcom Mortgage. And uh, join us again soon for another episode of Valley Vibes. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you.